Hi, this is Varun Haran. I'm associate editor with Information Security Media Group in Asia. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Neil Wu Becker, who is the global vice president for A10 Networks. And we are going to be speaking about global app consumption habits and what the potential risks to enterprises are. And Neil is going to be walking us through what he's seeing happening in the global landscape. Hi, Neil. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Varun. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. First question, just to set some background here. Uh, apps are now ubiquitous to our you know, smart enabled lifestyles and everybody is mobile as you know. So what are some concerns about how app usage has altered the enterprise information security fabric? Yeah, Varun, we're living this question every second of the day, whether we realize it or not around the world. As we all know, if you think about the number of apps, they could be work apps, they could be apps we use personally, they could be apps that actually are used for work and play. When you think about how we use apps and how many we're using today versus maybe yesterday or last year or a couple years ago, and then you fast forward and you think about the end of the decade or even next year, how many more you're going to be depending on as part of your operations in your life per se, that number, quite frankly, is going to go northbound, not southbound. It's to continue to rise. Mobile app usage, web-based apps, apps on different types of devices, and those devices aren't just mobile phones or laptops or desktop computers. They could be cars, refrigerators, things in our daily lives that you would not have expected maybe a decade ago. So with that as a backdrop, apps have really been a catalyst, I would argue, in blending our life. We are basically using apps for work and play in the office, at home, and in between throughout the day to where our life is now blended. And what that is starting to create is consumer and human-based behavior that is going into the actual workplace on work-issued devices, on corporate networks. And that blended life and the blend of our behavior as consumers and employees is a dynamic that needs to be scrutinized more and more, not just by us as individuals, but ultimately businesses, leadership teams, and IT organizations alike. Okay. So, you know, I understand you've commissioned a report on app consumption patterns and user behavior around the world. So what are some of the key findings and why should organizations be concerned? Yeah, I think you mentioned a minute or so ago around security fabric in the enterprise because it's that very behavior that we have that sometimes lacks the due diligence or best practices around protecting ourselves individually. Mm -hmm. And when we go into an office place or a work setting, whether we work for a company that has 50,000 employees or five employees, we naturally bring that behavior into the office and the workplace and the work setting. And that is really the ultimate reason why we did this report. As we all know, security is a human problem. It's not just a technology problem. It started in office oftentimes ended in some respects by good guys and bad guys, not just the products that vendors sell. And the biggest threat sits between a keyboard and the back of a chair. And oftentimes that threat is not malicious. It's actually negligent or unknowing. We all make mistakes and not understand best practices around being secure. What's not being discussed enough is the human side of technology and the human side more specifically around security and the risk that we as humans bring into the workplace every day. So what we decided to do was do a global study in 10 countries. Um, these countries were chosen based on the size of their economy, how fast growing their economy is, which is naturally driven by technology trends, as well as the differences in their social and business cultures. Because if we're going to look at behavior, behavior starts with culture or is a part of culture. So our study in includes 2,000 IT professionals and non-IT professionals from the global workforce in these 10 countries. The US, the UK, France and Germany, Brazil, Japan, China, India, South Korea, and Singapore. 
for. And what we are looking at is how important apps are in our daily life in a very simplistic human form, and then taking that knowledge and applying it to security best practices and behavior as we go into a workplace. So we wanted to approach it in those two spotlights, if you will. How important are apps? How embedded are they in our lives? And then as we interact with them, what type of risk do we create and to what degree for ourselves individually, as well as the companies that we work for? This angle, we believe, is something that is not looked at enough by uh, companies and employees alike. And we're trying to spotlight that side of the security problem and opportunity that much more rightly. Right. So what kind of risk does this build for the enterprise? How are security practitioners coping with these challenges? And what does your report tell you? the biggest challenge is in terms of security? Yeah, I think I'll actually answer it reverse the way you asked it, Varun, because what's interesting is IT needs to be able to understand the behavioral threat landscape is with your employee base. And what we found is that on the first part around how important are apps to you and me in our daily life, they're obviously very important, but they're so important that a good majority of respondents globally in the 10 countries said they're as important as basic human needs, which may sound blasphemous at first, but when you think about it, they, they basically said we cannot live without our app. And this percentage globally was 86%. You go into certain countries like China, which was 99%, or India, that was 97%. That's how many people feel that apps are so embedded in their life that it has become, quite frankly, digital oxygen to them. Now, with that as a backdrop, you asked that question about what are some of the things that IT organizations are coping with and trying to do to address it. This is actually part of the problem. From the research that we're seeing, the IT organizations, there is is a perpendicular relationship between their awareness or education around their employee bases, expectations, demands, and behavior around how they want to interact with apps, how they actually interact with apps, and the risk that they create for their businesses and themselves. And then the IT's understanding of that, because there is uh, a relationship there that needs to, I think we would all agree, improve and can improve. Because as we all know, IT has traditionally been kind of a tactical back office function. What they want to become from CIOs on down is a much more strategic part of the organization. And that requires a better relationship, not just with the rank and file employee bases, but garnering a collaborative spirit with HR organizations around training and new hire orientation on being security diligent culture, all the way up to boards and exec teams being bought in. So, you know, your, your organization likely has some very unique perspectives into how apps behave within enterprise networks, right? So what are some of the common trends that you see, the anomalous ways that you see apps behave within the network that you're seeing from your intelligence? Yeah, I think it goes without saying, when you really think about it, it, it's pretty obvious, but I'll just state it for the record. The applications we use in our lives, they could be personal or work, they could be coming from many different places onto many different devices we have, whether we're working at home or in the office or during our commute, it's getting more and more complex. So what we're starting to see is that, well, not starting, what has been happening for years now are the malicious side of the house, the bad guys, they understand this and they're looking for the softest entry to penetrate, to actually disrupt a business operations, or more importantly to them, exfiltrate personal and corporate information that could be sold on markets or utilized in a nefarious way. So I'll give you two examples really quickly. One of the things that we talk about a lot at A10 that we specialize in is around this rise of encrypted traffic or encrypted SSL traffic that creates by nature hidden blind spots in the network. So encryption, as we all know, is a good thing. It was created for good purposes, but because the bad guys use encrypted traffic as 
rented mules to actually deliver malicious payloads and malicious content, you can't fix something unless you find it. You need visibility to actually protect well. So one of the things that need to be looked at that we are seeing quite a bit in IT organizations is this pent-up demand or growing demand for better decryption technologies that can allow proper inspection of good versus bad content and then re-encryption capabilities to repackage the good content after you've removed the bad content, if you will, and send it along its merry way to the user or to the server and then back to the user. Simultaneously, the other type of trend and approach and solution area that seems to be growing is around the rise of DDoS attacks, distributed denial of service attacks. DDoS protection, mitigation, is becoming one of the top, top, top priorities that IT organizations and businesses overall are looking at, evaluating, and consuming because the size of attacks is growing. Last October, there was a one terabit per second DDoS attack launched from approximately 300,000 to 500,000 cameras and video cameras and surveillance cameras. That is the largest recorded DDoS attack in history. And we can argue that that number is only going to increase as the Internet of Things trend takes off. So I would leave it there, the encrypted traffic problem and trying to uh, remove those hidden spots to protect businesses and people, and then ultimately protecting availability and operations of companies by preventing DDoS attacks are two areas that, from an application standpoint, need to be looked at closely. So apart from consumer apps, which enterprises don't necessarily have much control of, even within enterprise environments, numerous apps are now being created to support the business. So how can the IT security teams and the development guys within the organization work closely to build in that security right into the app, right at the development stage, and maybe remediate some of these issues before they even crop up? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, Varun, because it's very easy to have this conversation and listen to your podcast and assume that what you and I are discussing are strictly about personal apps, Facebook, WeChat, WhatsApp. And it's not just about that. Obviously, to your point, IT organizations are actually evolving pretty dramatically today. You have your traditional IT members who've been in the business for 10, 20, 30 years who are really focused on on-premise, appliance-based, hardware-based type of infrastructures and data centers, if you will. And then you have the rise of the cloud and open source and software. And you have the millennials coming into the workforce that have never seen, touched, or even care to deal with hardware. So you have this division organization that has been occurring in IT organizations now recently, where you have traditional IT practitioners and side by side with groups of what we call DevOps or open source or software or cloud type IT practitioners all under the CIO or an SVP of IT or IS. And, you know, I have to be careful in saying that it can easily become political, which you can kind of see how that will because it's generational. It's that the approaches are different to tackling problems. But to your point around app development teams in the DevOps community, for example, you have to ask the question, and our AIR study did this, for example, how much priority are those teams placing on building safe apps? And then secondly, even if they want to, how trained are they? How much security expertise? do they have to architect and build um, a safe app? Do they even care? Are they even thinking about it? And to your point, how much expertise do they actually carry forward to execute against that? So the combination of, say, an IT security team and an app development team working together, this is where you can put guns on the table, disarm any potential conflict, not saying that it always exists, but it could in certain organizations, and give them a mutual objective to try to solve collaboratively for the good of both teams. They can both win, and then so can the CIO or the head of security. 
see a better synergy and collaboration across their different groups. Because right now it's been kind of which way do you want to go? Hardware or cloud, both. And if it's both, it can be painful to get the teams, like the application teams, to work with other teams. But mutually, I think it's safe to say if you can yin-yang the strengths and weaknesses together of the app development community in an IT organization and the IT security, IT slash security teams that are more traditional in building business apps that us users that have jobs can actually utilize, then everyone can win. As we all know, bad guys actually gang up on us. They work together as an enterprise. They partner together. We as a vendor community and then within IT organizations themselves, the teams under the CIO need to also consider doing that as well. Because after all, who are we really fighting at the end of the day? It's not each other, it's the bad guys. So one concluding question I'd like to ask you also, Neil, since you've seen a lot of this uh, intelligence firsthand. In the next six months or so, what are some trends that are going to come about in the app space that practitioners need to be prepared for or need to be aware of? Obviously, the attack and the threat landscape is going to continue. I would say the behavioral demographics or the behavioral threat landscape is something that needs to be watched closely. What we're also seeing and what we're conversing with our partners and customers on is this unfortunate sense of growing apathy and acceptance amongst users that say when we were dealing with websites 10 to 15 years ago and everyone coached us up and said, hey, don't go to a porn site or a gambling site or a gaming site. It could be bad for you. We did more or less try to abide by those rules. But when you come to the app world now, that same approach needs to be applied. Unfortunately, I think if you look at the research, there are people who believe there is a significant amount of people that we surveyed around the world who believe it is an inevitable reality that I'm going to be hacked. I probably already have. I have probably already had my identity stolen and don't know it or will in the future. So my apathy is forcing me to accept this begrudgingly and therefore my behavior will not be as diligent. So this is the biggest fear we have because it's a call to arms to the industry around getting in front of this with the employees, not letting them give up, keeping them emboldened to actually try to protect themselves because if they just think they're going to get hit and start giving up, that's not good for anybody. Excellent. Thank you so much, Neil, for your insight today. You're welcome, Varun. Thank you very much. So that was Neil Wu Becker, who's Global Vice President with ATEN Networks. For ISMG in Asia, this is Varun Haran. Thanks for listening.